0: Time, but I can't do it alone. Welcome back to UView, the show dedicated to all things Arlington youth. With us entering the stretch run of the school year, there is a lot going on in town. Without further ado, let's get into it. <music> Everyone at home, uh, my name is AJ Neoparos. I'm uh, the active uh, manager over here at the Capitol Theater in Arlington, Mass. Um, still serving the community, making sure that everyone has a place to go if uh, you're bored at home or if you have your vaccine and you wanna go out and explore the world. To stay open, we've been uh, mainly serving ice cream uh, th- from our ice cream parlor. Uh, we have um, kind of a wider array of Richardson's flavors. And uh, while we can't show movies, um, that's something that we're, you know, doing to you know, serve the community. A lot of families coming in, a lot of kids after school. It's been great. And alongside that, we've been also offering private rentals for small groups uh, of safe individuals, um, you know, your COVID pod or members of the same household, uh, just to give that movie theater experience with a little bit of safety and social distancing. Um, it's really been those two main factors that have been really keeping us afloat. So we follow all of the mandatory CDC guidelines. We have a one-way traffic coming in from uh, the front of the building, exiting through our ice cream parlor. So we have that one-way main flow of traffic. Uh, We spaced out um, sections of our lobby for groups to stand six feet apart, socially distanced. We put up hand sanitizers at all the entrances and exits, um, as well as in all of our theaters where we do private rentals. We provide them with hand sanitizer. Uh, every other row is blocked off to ensure that, um, you know, six feet social distancing is maintained at all times. You I know, mean, I myself went in there with a the ruler and measured six feet, got it. And, uh, conveniently enough, every other row just happened to be six feet from the seat. So it was just a nice little convenient thing. So, um, it's actually been, I mean, obviously it's been different. Um, a lot of businesses are kind of just like changing, um, their business model and their ebb and flow. But, um, You know, overall, once we got our ducks in a row and we abided by all the uh, mandatory guidelines, uh, it's been pretty nice, you know. Currently in all of our um, projectors uh, or our projection booths, we have a D V D and Blu-ray player set up that's connected to our um, projector and uh, speaker system. So it's any uh, DVD or Blu-ray in your collection um, up to Rated-R, if the group allows, and um, <clears throat> we also have a small selection of uh, DVDs to choose from or movies to choose from if um, you don't have any DVDs or, any, or if you just exhausted your collection. I mean, we, we get that question a lot because first thing you do is go through your entire movie list and then you're like, okay, what's next? We allow up to 20 people max and everyone fills out a, a health screening sheet. And then um, after each rental, we fully clean and sanitize the theater for, um, the preceding rentals coming up. And again, it's been really not that different from our regular birthday parties that we used to uh, offer. Yeah, the creamery is probably as busy as ever. Um, again, that's probably been one of the challenges is you know, still uh, you know, providing ice cream to everyone uh, in the community uh, as we usually do, but just again, ensuring that you know, everyone stays six feet apart and um, no more than six people um, max per group. And we do have some seats in the ice cream parlor so people can still come here, eat, and enjoy ice cream. It's still been as great as ever. You know, the, the nice weather has been really helping us out. And, um, you know, with the elementary school right down the street, everyone loves, all the kids love to come after school and, you know, get some ice cream and things like that. And uh, it's really just been, it's been good, it's been like busy in a good way. Discussions are happening and uh, we hope to return when we're able to um, fully to the public for movies. Um, but until then, uh, this is gonna be our current business model uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, I just wanna say, you know, like to you and everyone else out there, I mean, if you've already come by, thank you so much for all your support, it's been great. Um, we love it and we love um, working with ACMI, Arlington Community Access. Um, it's just really great community that we have here in Arlington, and we wouldn't be here without you guys. So I really just want to say thank you. If you've already come and gotten some ice cream and said hi, and you know kept us going, uh, if not, we're open Wednesday through Sunday. So come by and say hi, and then uh, you know you can get the experience for yourself and see what we're doing around here.
1: Everyone and welcome back to Student Stories. I'm Jasper Zomer, your host. Um, today, I'm joined by some members and leaders of the AAC at AHS. Um, we have President Andrew, um, Vice President Sameep, uh, Secretary Linda, and a member, uh, um, Mona. Um, so hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, so, Starting off with one of your recent events, I believe last weekend you had a rally at Robbins Farm Park. Um, And I wanted to know if anyone wanted to talk about, you know, what you discussed when you were there, what the goals for that rally were. Um, So Andrew, would you like to start?
2: Yeah, totally, I can start. Um, So the rally was organized uh, with the Asian American Coalition and the Class of 2023 Student Council. Um, you know the main goal in mine was just to be able to get together to have you know discussion about you know the recent API hate you know and how we can address it uh, in our own lives in the school community and in the Arlington community um, it was supposed to be open to students but we did have you know teachers come uh, we also had you know other t- uh, people from around the town come and those are really nice we got some nice discussions
1: okay Um. so do you feel like I heard you mentioning some goals of the rally there. Um, Do you feel like the rally
0: successfully
2: achieved those goals? Yeah, I think it went really, really well. I mean, um, everyone, like from the feedback that we got, um, you know, everyone really enjoyed the rally and discussions. You know, everyone participated and gave their input. Um, I think it was really um, awesome that we were able to get together and we were hoping to do something more, you know, systematic and take those strategies that we discussed and to carry them out. in the community, so we can, you know, fight AAPI racism better and spread more awareness.
1: That's awesome. Um, so another event that I hear that you all have coming up is the um, Open Mic Fundraiser, which I believe you are working with a couple of other AHS groups with. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sameep, would you like to say something about that?
3: Yeah, sure. So uh, right now we're planning uh, the Open Night you, as you said, and it's along with other activist groups around uh, in the school and also in the community. So Sunrise, Arlington, uh, as well as uh, AWG and I believe BSU might be involved as well. And obviously us, AC. Um, and basically it's just going to be uh, a get together where we all come and um, you know, share different forms of art, whether it be, you know, maybe, you know, singing or poetry. And with that, we want to also raise awareness about issues in the AAPI community um, and fundraise for uh, a group called Stop AAPI Hate, um, which to combat racism and hate crimes in the country.
1: Um, So moving on to to more um, worldly events, um, I'd like to bring up that our former president blamed the coronavirus pandemic on China on multiple occasions. How do you feel this has impacted people who identify as Asian American or
4: Pacific Islander? Um, Sure. I mean, I think that within our country, there is a lot of racism and it's very much deeply woven into the fabric of our society and it's not often talked about. And so it's really sad for me to see that it's only when these hate crimes and when it's like a very public thing that these issues are brought to light, because I think that it's very much inherent in our society, but we don't often see it because it's often hidden in these microaggressions that we see every day. So in some ways, it's very very terrible that these things are happening, of course. But in another way, we're also bringing to light these issues and they're finally being talked about and we can finally bring awareness and really fight against this racism that's been here for such a long time.
2: So I want to give my point of view, too. Um, so I am a Chinese American. And um, so I feel like this affected me even more on a more deeper level, um, you know, when China, when Trump referred to the coronavirus as, um, you know, the China virus or come flu, you know, these xenophobic terms, um, you know, it really I really felt like I was starting to, you know, become more integrated into American society, uh, my family and I. And we felt like we were finally becoming more American and being more accepted by society. But when Trump began to say these things in these xenophobic terms, it was almost like we were back to square one and we're just outsiders again. We're just foreigners. When, you know, I was born in America. And you know, I'm just as American as everyone else. But then when he started using these terms, I started to feel like that I was not American, that somehow, you know, what Trump said. Makes me not American, and then when the person in power says things like that, it often reflects on his followers. And as the president, as the person with the most power and influence in America, it really reflected, you know, on the population in the U.S. And then you see all these hate crimes spiking, and then you know, um, everything's just getting worse, and the racism, and you know, all this hate. You know, it really. Even if I don't experience these hate crimes personally. I still feel like I'm being ostracized from society, you know? And I just feel like um I feel like, you know, as a Chinese American, like I'm not being accepted as an American, but I'm thought as a virus. I'm not seen as the person that I am and, you know, it's really it's hurtful and, you know, I'm, you know, <laughs> struggling to talk about it because, you know, it hurts to talk about it, you know, just to know that, you know, the president doesn't see us as Americans when we are just the same as everyone else, if that makes sense.
5: I am also Chinese American. And I feel like, um, with like, some of the racist terms that Trump has used, it's really definitely added to the hate. And, um, personally, like, every time I heard it mentioned, it was kind of just like a jab in the stomach and it made me feel really uncomfortable. And and also using these terms kind of like connected everyone of Asian descent to um, the coronavirus. And because it originated in Wuhan, China, it kind of connected um, a lot of Asian-Americans um, to the coronavirus regardless of their actual like heritage or connections and it definitely affected the community a lot
1: yeah um so so building off of building off of that how do you in, in um in your opinion how do how can people who are not asian who do not identify as asian um be um active allies to the community and we as a society move forward and um, work to combat the racism that our society is currently experiencing.
2: I think, um, you know, anti-racism, you know, starts within yourself and being able to educate yourself and understand you know, different cultures and why you know it is wrong that Trump is you know being xenophobic you know you see that you know many asian americans are you know being blamed for the coronavirus um, i think it's very important that we understand that they are not to blame and that this is none of their fault and to you know be able to you know develop a more Develop empathy for these cultures and being able to, you know, understand what they go through. So then, once you understand, you can help other people understand this and educate other people. I think that's the
3: first step: just educating yourself. Just going back to that idea of standing up and uh, not being a bystander, and um, and not only holding people you don't know accountable, but also holding, you know, maybe your friends or family accountable, um, because it might be a, uh, th- this racism might be apparent even in your close circles, and it's important to uh, address it. Um, so it doesn't happen moving forward. And also going back to what Mona said, um, this this idea of you know systematically fighting it, um, I think that's very important just to instill it into our society. And um, we're planning uh, the Asian American Coalition. we're planning on um, having rallies in the future uh, regularly to address it and uh, continue moving forward um, with the community.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, thank you all for sharing about that. Um, just, as a, as just to wrap up, um, does anybody wanna share how they personally um, uh, take care of yourself on a daily basis, given everything that's going on in the world right now?
4: Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this analogy that I heard a few years back, where it's when you're cleaning your room and your room is like messy, there's two ways that you can go about fixing it. The first is just to shove everything in to your drawers or whatever, which is what people do sometimes. Um, And then the other thing is to actually take everything out and to refold everything, which takes a lot more time and in the process can make your room look even messier. Um, And I think this really applies to our society today. I mean, I think that we can see literally every aspect of morality completely like destroying itself it's just terrible but i think that sometimes you really need to go backwards in order to propel yourself forward so this is something i've been thinking about and telling myself that these moments when our country is at its lowest is can be a catalyst for it to reach its highest potential so i think that we might be in that stage where we're cleaning our room but everything's on the ground and it's disgusting but hopefully if we work together, we'll be able to refold all those clothes and create these bonds of friendship and fellowship in order to create a country that we are proud to live in and that we want to live in. So that's what I've been thinking about.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, I think that is it for this episode of Student Stories. Thank you all so much for being here today. This was a fantastic opportunity and I'm so glad that we got to hear all of your voices, Um, yeah. Thank you so much for being here.
3: For this episode's creativity highlight, here is a segment dedicated to dance, brought to you by the Arlington Dance Place.
6: Your little games don't like your tilted stage, the role you made me play, the fool, no I don't like you. Check it once, then I check it twice. Oh, look what you made me do! Look what you made me do! Look what you just made me do! Look what you just made me! Oh, look what you made me do! Look what you made me do! Look what you just made me do! Look what you just made me do!
7: welcome back to pop debates i'm Petru sophio and this week we are debating which downtown area is better east arlington or arlington heights first let's look at our debaters. sadie do you want to begin
8: I'm
9: Simon.
7: I'm a ninth grader and I'm representing
9: Arlington Heights. Okay, and Amy? Hi, I'm Amy. I'm also ninth grader going East Arlington.
7: <laughs> Alrighty, uh, so each, um, so to begin the opening arguments, each, uh, debater will have one minute and 30 seconds to give their arguments. So Sadie, do you want to go first?
8: So, um, I'm arguing for Arlington Heights. I believe so because Although it's in like a nice geographical location where you're able to get to parks and like hang out there, they also have like really fun things to do. I'm gonna butcher this name. I'm so sorry, but like the new the new Japanese mar- market. I'm I I'm not even trying to pronounce it, but like that's super fun and it adds like a fun thing to Arlington that like many towns don't have. And I mean we have Abbotts, which I personally believe is the best ice cream around, and. It's like, although there's all these food options, it's close to Audison. Um, It's easily accessible um, with buses and anything. And then there's, what's the park down there? There's that park by Trader Joe's. So all in all, it's just a perfect place
7: to hang out. Thank you, Sadie. And now on to Amy.
9: Sadie, you brought up some great points. There is an ice cream place in the Heights and a couple of parks. Uh, East Arlington has that too. And in fact, we have even more ice cream places and even more parks. Uh, One thing that I really like about East Arlington is the the movie theater, even though that's closed now, we still have one and it's great. Uh, (laughs) um, All around Mass Ave. There's a ton of good restaurants like the Greek Dessert Store and Thrive Smoothies. Awesome. You can take those to Spy Pond, look at some swans, eat your food admire the beauty of East Arlington. We have an easy to access bike lane, which recently got renovated to make it even more convenient, especially with the addition of blue bikes, which aren't aren't in the heights. Thank you.
7: Thank you, Amy, for those great points. Now I'm going to let each of you uh, respond to your opponent. Uh, Sadie, I'll start with you. You'll have 30 seconds each. So here we go
8: up really amazing points i think the spy pond being the biggest point um i myself am a crew kid and i like i find that pond like really fun and it's although you can't swim in it it's really just stunning but i just want to like bring up the fact that in arlington heights there's plenty of outdoor seating that that east arlington doesn't quite have although you could go to spy pond here there's tables like either by starbucks or the roasted granola and we also have a bike lane in the street which is also really helpful because like, they're an easy way to getting around, and especially as high schoolers who don't have their licenses yet, it's an easier way to get around. And I also want to bring up one more thing. Um, there's a new place that I think is coming into online It's called Dell's, and it's like the best rose lemonade.
7: So I think that just could put it over the edge. Okay. Thank you, Sadie. Uh, Amy, do you want to respond again? Roughly 30 seconds. Of
9: course. Of course. Um, To talk about Sadie's point of outdoor seating, I would argue that there is plenty of outdoor seating in East Arlington, especially at patio restaurants like Za, they have specific uh, cabled out areas for people to sit and enjoy their food. There's plenty of giant front lawns for people to mildly trespass and sit down crisscross and eat in a little picnic circle. there is easy access to ale life. Though this wasn't brought up, transportation is a big deal. And there's lots of bus stops that are easily accessible for everyone to make their way to the high school on
7: time. Okay, thank you for those great points. Um, so now we're actually gonna let you guys respond again for another 30 seconds. So Sadie, do you wanna begin or uh, go again? Sure.
8: Um yeah transportation is is key and i think it's also really great that we live in a city like this that we do have access to buses um but i mean i'm bringing up the point of like the bike lane again like that is transportation it is a way of transportation um and i and i think that like you make a good point that there is outdoor seating and stuff at restaurants and, and things um and there always will be with restaurants but you just don't quite know i guess i'm going to figure out how to phrase this. Um, Restaurants has been going. Been going to restaurants isn't hard, and sometimes it isn't as easy as like going to sit down because people don't feel safe. And I think that COVID brings in a new factor. And I think that the Capitol Theater is one of the coolest places ever. It's like stunning inside, but sadly we can't like access it right now. And I think that there's things in East and on the Heights that we can access in this time.
7: Thank you for those good points. Um, and then one more time, Amy you can respond.
9: Of course, of course. Honestly, I was not expecting such great responses for the Heights. I'm a total Eastie, but uh, there's lots of new sidewalk construction. And though that that might not be interesting and it's abnormally noisy, it is quite important for pedestrians. We love pedestrians. For example, just a couple of years ago, they redid all of the sidewalks lining up from the center all the way to Capitol Square. They lined all them up, so they have little brick part. It's nice and wide. The streets got a little bit smaller, I think. Everything's all new and shiny, which, as you can see in uh, Petra's background, the uh, gotta say it's looking a little bit stormy, a little bit gray, a little bit dry, a little bit un
7: un unredone. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay, we're actually, we decided that we're going to let uh, the uh, debaters go one more time because it's getting really good. So, Sadie, back to you. <laughs>
8: um, I'm calling foul on calling out the picture. I just don't think that that's fair. Um, if they were just different days. Um, and I mean, the sun shines sometimes and so does the rain. Um, you keep on bringing up the transportation, and that's the only thing that you're bringing up. And I think that you need to... Like also think about what are the establishments in those places that makes it so interesting. And I think in Arlington Heights, you have so many different places. Whether it's cookie time and you get some cookies, or you're like heading to the roasted granola to sit outside with some friends, or you're going to to um, the Mar- Japanese Market to just go get some sushi-grade fish. There's all the different varieties, and it's and like you said, you you bring up transportation as something that's huge. It is accessible. I mean pedestrians are like able to move around and there are buses and there's
7: cycling. Yep. That was a good point. Uh, Amy, one more time back to you. This is the last time I swear.
9: Okay. Sadie, I'll name all the restaurants in East Darlington just for you. Okay. We have, <laughs> we have an abundance of coffee places, like a lot. Um, we have a lot of pizza places with Olympic pizza and my brother's place. I'll, beautiful, beautiful places. We have uh, many delivery places. We have convenience stores. They're so convenient. Like, I understand that's the name, but they're very, very useful. Get yourself a piece of gum, get yourself some some crackers.
7: <laughs> Sit outside the yeah, beautiful- I think that's Okay, I think that's been 30 takes seconds. Take some pictures
9: of the sunset.
7: Okay, I think that's been 30 seconds. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> um, so, we want to uh, know what you guys think. Uh, so, be sure to let us know. This has been this week's Pop
0: Debate. I'm Petra Sofio, um, and goodbye. Thanks for stopping by. As always, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and follow us at UView Show on Instagram we want you on this team to find out all the ways that you can get involved on Uview make sure to email us at uviewshow@gmail.com at and that's a wrap on behalf of everyone we'll see you next time